Hello, everyone, and welcome to Privacy Tech Talk. I'm your co-host, Fahad Diwan, and I'm joined by my lovely, amazing co-host, Carlos Chalico. And today we have a very special episode for you. It is the last episode of Privacy Tech Talk. While this may be sad news, don't worry, we have an amazing episode planned for you today. Tell them what we have, Carlos. Well, that's a good question. And I was just sharing with Fahad before we jumped into the recording for all of those that are listening to us that this is sad but exciting as well. So what we have for today is just an exercise, I will say a traveling time, just to go through the experiences we went through, the trends we noticed, the memorable moments we had, just to bring that to all of you that decided to spend some time with us as we were going through this journey. So that's the intention, to go back in time and revisit some of those moments. So then, Carlos, tell us about some of your most memorable moments. I have to say, Fahad, that... When I was thinking of, the, of this question, I thought of the moment when we came with this idea. I remember the two of us just talking about the interest we had in privacy technology and the need we were seeing on having more information out there on what was happening in this ecosystem. And then you came with the idea of doing a podcast and I said, yes, I would love to do that. And then here we are. More than a year after that, just, just coming to the final episode of this journey. So that specific point in time when we came with the idea was uh, pretty relevant. And I have to say, Fahad, that also when we went through the very first one with Peter Barbosa, you may remember that. That was amazing because it was the first one because we haven't, at least I have not gone through this before. And the excitement of that is somehow comparable to this one, which is the last one. Of course, every single one was special, but the first one and the last one have something unique that is uh, what gives them that magic. So that's what I have in mind. Fahad, what about you? Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, that episode with Peter Barbosa was incredible. I remember there was so much excitement because it was our first episode. And then you and I, we had put so much thought about the type of content we'd want to convey to our audience. I, like yourself, I there were memorable moments from each episode. But one thing that I loved about our entire series was the amount of amazing innovators and entrepreneurs that we were able to interview. One of my top highlights was interviewing Tom Chavez of Catch, right? Learning about the inspiring story of how his mother, from at a young age, spent so much time and attention ensuring that Tom and his siblings were able to get into some of the best schools in the world. And then how that led Tom to found multiple successful companies. And now he's in the privacy technology space and innovating. We got to interview other incredible founders like Jeremy from Dive Bell, Khalid from Replica Analytics, Abby and Layla from Reliance, Vaybob from Provado, Maxim from Saris, Gary from Anonos, Patricia from Private AI, and as mentioned, Peter from Opsware. It was incredible learning about these amazing technologies that they're building that is disrupting and innovating the privacy space, and also learning about these founders, how they operate, how they think about the world how their approach to solving problems. So those were some of my major, major highlights. Yeah, all those conversations were fascinating, Fahad, and something I have enjoyed as well in this journey, and I am sure you have enjoyed that as well, is when we had the opportunity of going to these privacy conferences and we found someone who happened to be a listener of the podcast and they were just asking questions and just asking about our experiences. And I remember having a conversation with one of these persons and this person was saying, it would be amazing to be in that studio. And I said, well, it's not a studio. We have like different locations. Fahad is in Montreal, I'm in Toronto, and our guests are always from different countries, different cities. So it's always a remote session. 
And this person said, no way. And I said, yeah, that's how it goes. And he said, well, it's amazing because it sounds like if you were all in the same place. And I said, no, it is not. And it's just as you were saying, uh, Fahad, it's the new way of working that we are all experiencing. Absolutely. And that global reach was something that really surprised me and I was very taken aback by. So when we first came up of this idea to have a podcast, you and I noticed that there was a need to have accessible content about technologies that were helping companies comply with privacy. And we got the sense that there would be a lot of demand and interest in this topic based on our conversations with clients and other industry professionals. But I had no idea that the reach of this podcast would be so global. When I look at our usage statistics that we get from our platform provider, our podcast platform provider, I mean, we have listeners in the United States, in Mexico, in Canada, in Europe, not just England and France, but even Eastern European countries like Czech Republic. We have listeners in Russia, in Japan, in Vietnam, in South Africa, in India. I was just blown away about not only the interest in what we had to say and what we were learning, but where these people were coming from and listening from. That was absolutely incredible to see. Yeah. And Fahad, there are some other experiences that I remember that are not necessarily technical. I definitely enjoy the technical conversations, but something that was very, very funny was that exercise that we did in most of the sessions when I was saying to our guests, please think for a second that I am your five-year-old nephew and I am asking you about what you do. Can you please explain to me with that simplicity that I would need being that age? And I remember one of the guests saying, Carlos, it's going to be hard to think of a five-year-old nephew with a beard. So that was funny. And I also remember that interview where one of our guests had a cat and the cat was just going through the screen from time to time, from one side to the other. And even with that, this guest was very well concentrated and focused on what we have to do, even considering the clear distraction from the cat. And the final one I want to call out, I remember a lady that was assisting one of our guests on making sure that everything was properly organized in order to have a very successful session. And she came on the day of the recording earlier just to see that everything was, was under control. And she noticed my Star Wars background in my basement. And she said, oh, you like Star Wars? And I said, yes, of course. Even my dog is named after a Star Wars character. And she said, well, guess what? Can you think of my son's name? And after hesitating a second, I said, is it Luke? And she said, yes, the name is Luke. So there were many funny experiences. It will be something, of course, I will keep in my heart and my memory. And, uh, and it's been a great experience, Fahad. Thank you. Anything else you want to share on that? I just wanted to riff off your point about when our one of our guests had their cat. It was hilarious because the cat was walking across her keyboard and Carlos and I were just trying to keep a straight face the entire time. That was uh, definitely one of the more challenging interviews, but I think we kept it together and our listeners didn't. We're hopefully not able to tell that uh, <laughs> there was a cat in the background. So to switch gears a bit, you know, Carlos, we've interviewed all of these amazing people over the year. And you and I, we've consulted with dozens of companies on building out privacy programs. And, you know, you sit at, as a partner at EY, one of the leading firms in the world. Right now, what do you think some of the major trends are in privacy compliance and privacy technology? 
you know what? I have been thinking of this and I have been like changing what I have to say on this, but I think that the first piece I want to start with is automation. I think that considering the volumes of personal information that are processed right now, the complexity of the processing activities, I think that automation is something that every single company needs to consider at different points in time. And I think that all the ideas and all the proposals we saw from these great privacy entrepreneurs and professionals represent interesting solutions to respond to those sophisticated challenges. So I would say that one of the trends I see is automation. The second one is specialization. I think it is pretty interesting to see the level of focus that many of these tools are having right now, very specialized on very particular matters, maybe producing synthetic data, maybe uh, monitoring websites in order to identify elements that can demonstrate that there are some issues with privacy, maybe managing the entire privacy office, maybe going through pseudonymization and anonymization. So this level of specialization is something that is remarkable. And the last one I want to call is that I think the privacy technology market is gaining an interest interesting level of maturity. With specialization, I think it is coming that maturity as well. So it is interesting to see how these solutions are continuously evolving because after having conversation with these brilliant people, I, of course, continued following them on LinkedIn and other platforms or, or seeing them in person in different conferences. And the way their solutions are evolving and the way the solutions are maturing, I think is something that is, is remarkable and something to say. And something that I think is a common element everywhere we go now, Fahad, and I am sure that you will be touching a little bit on that, is artificial intelligence. I think that one of the trends and one of the topics that many privacy professionals are paying attention to right now is precisely that. Thank you, Carlos. And I agree with all the trends that you're discussing, automation, artificial intelligence. It's incredible where how much this space has grown in the past few years and how quickly it's evolving. One of my biggest learnings from all of the people that we interviewed and the companies that I've worked with is if you want to comply with any data focused regulation, whether it's privacy or AI, you need to know the who, what, when, where, why of your data, right? You need to know what data you have, whose data you have, where is it located, why do you have it? In other words, how it's being used and when was it last used? Without that knowledge, you cannot meaningfully comply with these rules and regulations. And to help you do that, to gain that knowledge, you need a data inventory and doing it manually just does not work. It's ineffective, it's inaccurate, and it's quickly out of date. And so there are more and more of these data discovery companies that are helping organizations automate that. And that's what we saw with DiveBell and Reliance and Provado. And I think that's going to be an important trend long into the future because data is only increasing, especially with now companies wanting to use and develop more and more artificial intelligence models. They're incentivized to retain data for longer. And so they're going to need to have a clear picture of what data they have. And they can only do that meaningfully with tools like data discovery. And this is a big problem for many companies, this lack of transparency into the type of data that they have. We saw this when Twitter said in a congressional hearing that it did not really know what data it had. Twitter is not unique. Out of all the companies that I've worked with, very few had a clear picture. So this is going to be a problem that's going to be persistent. And I think the data discovery solutions will be a useful tool in helping solve this problem. Another important trend that I've seen is synthetic data and anonymization. Companies have more and more data. And so 
companies like Replica Analytics and the, with the visionary leadership of Khaled and private AI with Patricia are really helping solve this exact problem. You have all of this data and that data necessarily carries risk. The more data you have, the more it can be breached. So by anonymizing it or by using synthetic data as a substitute, you can meaningfully mitigate your risk. And I think this will continue to be important because of, again, this trend in artificial intelligence. And that leads me to my third point is this tension between AI and privacy, right? Privacy is all about only retaining data that you need for a purpose that you've specified to the individual and then removing it or anonymizing it thereafter. And AI is more about, well, to get the best models, you need to have more data. So these two concepts are in some ways at odds with one another. And this is, there's this tension here. And so synthetic data, anonymization, and other privacy enhancing technologies can help resolve this tension. And I think this is going to be increasingly important in the future. The IEPP is clearly picking up on it. They launched their AI governance center and more and more privacy professionals are talking about the personal data used in large language models like ChatGBT. So I think these three trends, the need for tools like data discovery, the use of synthetic data, anonymization, or privacy enhancing technologies, and the tension between AI and privacy will continue to persist in the future. Yes, Fahad, thank you. I definitely agree on that. And that's what we have been seeing together on this journey. I just want to thank you for the opportunity of doing this. It's been a great journey and I have enjoyed going through this with you. I want to call our multiple guests by name in order of appearance, just to say thank you. Peter, Patricia, Marcus, Jeremy, Taleb, Jeremy, Leila, Abby, Ray, Vaibhav, Tom, Maxime, and Gary. To all of you, thank you so much. I hope we can stay connected. I want to thank as well one of our producers. She's not the only one, but you will thank the other one. So Sofia Perez, thank you so much for helping us with this and with this crazy idea we had that has been great and that has been fantastic. I think the space where we are working, Fahad, is fascinating. And I think we are very fortunate on being on this specific track. Privacy is a great discipline to be and right now is a great time to be part of this community. And again, I want to thank you for the opportunity of doing this together. It's been a great partnership. And I know that we will cross paths again in the future in something else. So thank you again for everything. And thank you for being here. What else do you want to say? Gee, Carlos, that's a really hard conclusion to top. For those who are listening, Carlos and I, I used to work for Carlos, and he is as amazing in person as he sounds over podcast. He's one of the best mentors you can ask for and best people to work with. So thank you for being such a great mentor, person to work for, and podcast host. Thank you, Sophia, for always producing our podcast, editing it, and making us look good, and putting that lovely music at the beginning and end. And thank you to my wife, Alia, who really did uh, the editing for some of our earlier episodes and she would be up late with me after a long day of work, helping me edit, helping me sound okay, uh, making sure the music and the background noise all made sense. So I'm incredibly grateful to her as well. Thank you to all of our guests that Carlos mentioned. Uh, without you, the show would not have been possible. And most of all, thank you to our listeners and tuning in and listening to what we had to say and hearing how Carlos would get guests to respond to complicated questions in a way that a five-year-old can understand. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. 
Thank you, Fahad, and you're absolutely right. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for spending some time with us and being part of these conversations with us. You will know soon what else we have in mind because I am sure that Fahad has many more ideas to work on and I have mine as well. So, so that will be great. And with that said, I think I will close Fahad with the common message we used to deliver to our listeners. If you want to stay in touch with me, you can go to LinkedIn. That's the easiest way to get me. And you can look for Carlos Chalico and that's how you can get me. What about you, Fahad? You can get me at Fahad Diwan on LinkedIn. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Take care and see you.